Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Vayidaber Li Truma. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshas Truma, which was the third day in the month of Adar, the first Adar, and that year was a leap year, in the year Tafshin Mem Aleph, 43 years ago. So again, the Chassidic Discourse is based on the opening verse in this week's Torah portion where Hashem says, Vayidaber Hashem al God speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu saying, Dabra al Yisrael, speak to the Jewish people, V'yikcholi truma, they should take to me a truma separation, me'eis kal'ish ashayidvenu liboy, from every single person that his heart desires, tikhu, you should take a trumasi, um, my, my, my separation, my part, V'zoyis ha-truma, and this is the truma, the separation, the offering that should take you should take from them, etc. So that is the verse in this week's Torah portion. So Chazal tell us that if you read and we read the verse, it says Truma three times. The Yichudi Truma, you should take from me. Tikhuas Trumasi, Vezoisa Truma Shatikumitam. And we know what's brought out in many places in Chsidas that the question is. What are these three different type of trumos on a, on a, on a practical spiritual level? Because we know everything in, in, in the Torah, even though it has this, the, 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 the technical component and the simple meaning, but everything is supposed to teach us a lesson how to serve Hashem. And the question is, what lesson do we learn from these three different expressions of truma in the verse? So I said the, the explanation is, as we know, that truma when it says the first time truma, knows truma, you should take to me a separation, is referring to what? Learning Torah. Like the Medrash says, based on the verse where it says, Ki lekach toiv nosati lochem, that I gave you a good portion, Torasi al tazoivu, don't forsake my learning Torah. In other words, if that is referring to Vayikhuli, you should take from me Trumasi. What does that mean? Because we know that Torah was given to us as a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And like the altar explains in Tanya, that, that Avram Avinu merited his relationship with Hashem by his actions. He pursued Hashem and he went from one level to the next level. And like it says clearly in the Torah, in reference to Avram Avinu, Vayisa Avram Halaych Abraham traveled and he, and he worked on his journey and relation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. However, us, we, we received an inheritance. We received a gift. And as Hashem gave us a gift to Torah. And in the Torah that He gave us a gift, He has the will, the Ratzin of Hashem, and the Chachma, the intellect of Hashem, which we know the will and the intellect of Hashem is connected and is unified with the essence of Hashem in the ultimate union. So basically when Hashem is giving us a Torah which is connected to His will and His wisdom, which is connected to the essence of God, of God, so Hashem is giving us Himself. And like the Zohar says clearly, based on the verse, V'yikhu li truma, you should take to me a truma. In other words, what does li mean? Me, myself. And like the Medra says, you're taking, you're taking Hashem our, our himself. Because <coughs> it should have said, Truma, what does it mean? Because the fact is, it's all one, and that's basically the first, the first truma. Truma is referring to what the idea of Torah. So, in other words, through Torah, that's how we connect Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and also we find that Truma is ha- is made up of the letters Torah Mem. 
Torah 40. And other as we know, the Torah was given in, 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 in 40 days, like the Zohar, the Zohar explains at length. So again, so the, the Yikli Tuma is referring to what the idea of Torah. What's the second Truma? So the second Truma, Truma we understood what it says um, in the Zohar, in the, in the Tukunim of the Zohar, and it tells us as follows, that Truma comes from oh, like two words, Truma is trei mimea, two out of a hundred. What does that mean practically? It means that our, our spiritual work of self-sacrifice, when we say Shema, we say Shema, we're giving up ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And like the Zohar says clearly, what does it mean two out of a hundred? To unify, uh, to come unified with Hashem, with Messiah Snefesh, twi- twice, twice in one day. In other words, um, uh, 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 twice uh, f- from a hundred. What, what's the connection? Twice, twice uh, of a hundred, because you know if you take the the the, the verse Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, and the verse Baruch Shein Kvayt Malchus So if you count up the letters, there's forty nine letters, and we say those forty nine letters. Twice, once in the morning in chakras and once in the evening. So what's happening is so you have forty-nine times two, so you have ninety-eight. So you're you're so you're lacking two out of a hundred. What is it? What are you lacking? You're lacking the shechina law, the higher level of shechina, and the lower level of shechina. And in both those two things, we are lacking. Our job is to unify um, with the kaddish baruch Hu. So in other words, what, what is the second truma? The second truma is referring to the, the two out of a hundred, the 49 uh, letters in, in Shema and Baruch Shem in the morning and the evening, and the two is what's lacking, and through the proper Messiah Snapper, through the proper intention, we unite that two which is lacking. Also, you can say that two from a hundred is referring to the two portions of Shema, which is Shema and Bahaya and Shemaya. And uh, that's 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 the second that's the se- that's the second truma. What is the third truma? What it says in the verse? It's referring to doing the actions of the mitzvot of the six hundred and thirty commandments. And as you can explain later at length in the, so the discourse, the connection. Now, Rebbe says. This is, so what do we have? We have the three trumas. The first one is for Torah. The second one is is, is Mesiris Snapish by Shema. And the third one is referring to mitzvot. So it's not a contradiction with the Altar writes in Tanya that truma is referring to exclusively a Torah. Why? Because even the second two trumas, which is referring to Mesiris Snapish by Shema and doing the mitzvot, their source is in Torah. And as we know, it's just the famous teaching in the Talmud where it says, God that learning Torah brings it to the action. So ultimately, everything is sourced in Torah. Now, these three trumas that we just mentioned, so they're connected to the three different ways that truma is given. Because we know when you give truma, when you give a separation, you can give one out of 40, you can give one out of 50, and you can give one out of 60. So, one out of forty. What does that connect? That's connected to the Torah. And as we I already learned before, that truma is what made up of two words, Torah mem, um, which is basically a hint that's one of the ways you give truma is what through one out of forty. What is one out of fifty? That is in reference to Shema. And as we as we already learned before, that what is truma? Um, two out of a hundred. So that's connected to the idea of of, of fifty. And one out of sixty. What is that connected to? That is the mitzvot. And that's why, what's, what's the connection to the, to the mitzvah? So we know that, um, 
that when it comes to giving, so you have one out of 40 is the most generous, 50 is intermediate, and one out of 60 is, 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 is the, least, the least that you're giving. And that, that's the idea, which is, so to speak, the eye is, is lower, lower than the average. Why is that? Because what is, what is, what is mitzvah all about? Mitzvah is all about to elevate the lowest. To elevate the materialistic world. And that's the idea of transforming the physical world. And that's why it's one out of 60. In other words, that we take from one out of 60 from the lowest level and we make it a vessel for our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And like we see literally that when a person gives away one out of 60, what happens to the rest of the fruit, the rest of the produce? It becomes, it becomes kosher to eat it. You have to give away one out of 60th. So that's, that, so you see, you see the connection between one out of 40 is Torah. One out of fifty is Shema, and one out of sixty is is Mitzvot. And and when it comes to one out of fifty, that's that's the average. Why is it the average? When it comes to Shema, and when you're going on a serious nefesh, which means you're you're giving you're going on soul sac, you're giving over your soul sacrifice of the animal soul, like it says in Shema, B'chol your gates are toiv, but your gates are hard, the animal soul, and also you're giving over your animal uh, godly soul to, to, uh, to Hashem, and and then that's and then that in reference to that, that you have the Shema Yisrael. So that is what the average. You're elevating both. However, on a higher level, which what's the higher level? You give one out of forty. Well, that's referring to Torah. Why? Because Torah, and this is very important. Torah is even higher than self-sacrifice. And like the author explains in Tanya, based on what it says in the Zohar, that Torah and Hashem is all one. And he adds over there. He says that um, you should look in there well, but that through learning Torah, that's the ultimate union with Hashem. Like, and I'll say the words of the Zohar, Istakbus Rucha Barucha. Literally, our spirit gets connected with Hashem's spirit in a level of Neshik and a level of a kiss. So, in other words, so you have basically the lowest levels elevating the world, the next levels elevating the animal soul and the godly soul, but the highest levels walk when we, when we connect to Hashem through learning Torah, and that's the real power of learning Torah. Now, all these three levels that we divided up in Torah, and Shema, Mesiris Nefesh, and Mitzvot, all three levels you have in Torah itself. Why? Because we already learned before, because the Torah is a source of everything. And just like literally, that the command to learn Torah, and to pray, and to do Mitzvot, how do you know all the stuff from? How do you know you have to pray and do Mitzvot? It all comes from the Torah. So the same thing on a spiritual level, that the action of doing Mitzvot, and prayer, everything is sourced in the Torah. The Torah is a source of everything. And that's what's explained in the Chassidic Discourse is that one out of 60 that we learned before is actually mitzvot, but he says, no, one out of 60 is actually connected to what? The, the, the six different uh, orders of the Mishnah, the Shishasidra Mishnah. And as we know, that's the laws of the Torah that, expl- that, that, that explains, um, uh, explains and elevates the materialistic world. In other words, you have to know what's kosher and what's not kosher, what's, what's qualified, what's disqualified, what's pure, what's impure. And every one of these is connected, and every one of these six orders of the Mishnah, we know is, connect- is all intertwined with ten, because ten is the powerful number of the Sirot. So you have, that's the complete number. So basically, the Mishnah is basically one out of sixty. And what that's connected, you see that what the sixty kingdoms of the of the Mishnah is connected also to the idea of Torah. So sixty is also connected to Torah. That's sixty in reference to Torah, in reference to the Mishnayot. And one out of fifty is also connected to Torah because we know there's fifty gates of wisdom, understanding that you can comprehend the Torah. 
And one out of, out of 40, as we know, it says in the, in the, in the ethics of our fathers, when you, the age of 40 is Labina. And that's the rule in the Shulchan Aruch, that, that specifically when a person reaches the age of 40, that's when you acquire real wisdom and understanding. So what I was saying is that all three levels of one out of 40, one out of 50, say one out of 60 is all connected to Torah. And Rebbe said, you can say that based on what we learned before, all three levels are connected to Torah. We'll understand why these three levels are explained in the uh, classical works of the Tzemach Tzedek, Oira Torah, besides the fact um, that you have it in the in the Chassidic discourse of Parshas Truma, but yeah, and he explains it where in the Chassidic discourses on Parshas, uh, of, of, uh, of the holiday of Shruot, uh, specifically, which is in the in the of Bamidbar, and most of them are in the are explained in the classical work of when the Jewish people by Matan Torah said Nasa before Nishan, they're going to do before they're going to hear. Why? Because it's all connected to Torah. Why is that? Because like we learned, all three levels Torah. Mitzvahs, Shema, Mesir, Snafesh, everything is what is sourced in the idea of Torah. Now, just like it, it's a, the, the, the way it's in Torah, which basically Torah affects on the lower levels, and the, the Torah affects prayer, and Torah affects uh, uh, mitzvot, so the same thing also affects in the soul that came down into this world, and into the animal soul, and it, it, it impacts on all levels. And even lower than that, it actually impacts the world itself. You know, the, in the way, the, in the world which is limited by time and space, in other words, what does that mean practically? That when you leave the land of Israel, and we know spiritually, what does the land of Israel mean? Eretz comes from the word of Ratzon. Eretz is so, the land of Israel spiritually means the land that wants to do the will of Hashem. And um, <clears throat> which, and when you do the will of Hashem, that's a vessel that Hashem's eyes are looking on the land from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Like it says, Eretz Chefa, it's a land of desire. And you leave that place where Hashem is connected to constantly. And all, so that's in terms of space. You're leaving the space where Hashem is totally watching it to a space, so to speak, where Hashem is concealed. Also in a, in a level of time. In other words, for the times of the temple, we had to make to Migdash, now to the times of Galut exile. So this downgrade, A of time and B of space, um, it, it, it comes down to a very, very low level, even lower than the soul coming into the body. Why? Because even when the world is, is totally complete, it's still called in Kabbalah, Bira Mikta. It's a very low place. And literally in this low place, um, uh, of the world, you go out into ex- outside the land of Israel and into a time of exile, and especially, like it says, in a place where it's double darkness of before Mashiach coming. But nevertheless, even though describes we're out of the, we're out of the place of doing the will of Hashem, we're out of the time when 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 godliness is revealed, and we're down in this physical world, and we're in the time before Mashiach. But nevertheless. This downgrade, you can look at it as a downgrade, it's terrible. The says, no, no, no. The downgrade is for the upgrade. In other words, through the darkness, we come to the powerful idea of Yisrael or Oy Minachoshech, that the, this greater light that comes typically from the darkness, or like this, or the other expression is Yisrael Chachman Asichlus, this greater wisdom from silliness and stupidity. And like it says clearly in the Zoyer, when a person practices, I'll say in Aramaic, when you're in a place of darkness and you practice restraint, 
Then what gets revealed in the world is a very, very high level of Hashem. And from here we'll understand also in reference to Torah. That through the fact that Torah came down to this physical world, so and, and specifically in this physical world, Torah reaches its ultimate completion. And Rebbe says he liked to connect this, um, which would explain in the Hasidic discourse of the Kibel HaYehudim, the, the Jewish people accepted, that the previous Rebbe said in, in Moscow, in the Purim Katan, so it was a double other, so Purim Katan, in the year Tafresh Pei Zion. And he explains over there that this that the verse says, the Kibel HaYehudim, that the Jewish people accepted, that they started, and Matan Torah is referring to the time of Gullus, time of exile. In other words, specifically in the time of exile, they accepted what they, they, they accepted what they started. They only started at Matan Torah. The Matan Torah is only the beginning. The acceptance is we're in exile. And like it's Chazal tell us based on the verse, Kimu v'kivlu ha-Yehudim, that the Jewish people, they, 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 they upheld and they accepted. In other words, now they really upheld it and they accepted what they started out in Matan Torah. So Rebbe says, one second. That's a wondrous thing to say. Because the fact is, when we see the Torah, we were on the highest level. We left Egypt, we were Matan Torah, God revealed himself. And even afterwards, in the times of the temple, it says that by Yeshua Shleim al Hashem, as King Solomon sat in the throne of Hashem. But, and, but nevertheless, it's only the beginning. Receiving the Torah at times, it's only the beginning. When was the acceptance? When is it real? Only specifically in the time of exile, in the time of the decree of Haman, when we when we we had ter- terrible decrees against us. But the fact that and we didn't see the, the Hashem. The answer is exactly what it says. Specifically, when you go into Gullus, specifically in the darkness of exile. And when there's decrees not to learn Torah and not to do mitzvahs, and when you go ahead and they stood for a whole year with serious nefesh, self-sacrifice, that they wouldn't even think for a second not to rebel against Hashem, like the like Dr. explains in, in Torah Ur. And through that, what happened was um, they accepted, and that's when it became real, what they started in Matan Torah. So in other words, exactly. Matan Torah was a start. It's amazing. You had all the revelation. But what's the battle test? When you're in Gullus and you have threat not to learn, not to study, you have every excuse not to, and you fight it, and you resist, and you do it, that gives you the ultimate reward. Now, so the question is, wow, where do we get the power in Gullus when you have every reason not to, it's, it's a, the lights are off? Where do we have the power to nevertheless stand strong and go on Messiah's Nefesh and learn and pray and do mitzvot? First, the power comes from Torah. And that's what he continues on to explain the Hasidic discourse, where it says in the prophets, that from the children, that gave us the foundation of power to go ahead, to get rid of all our enemies. And what's the, what's the real power? Ainoiz is Torah. Torah is a real power. And when the children accept the learning of the Torah, and just like when they received the Ramatan Torah, that what was the condition? I sometimes giving you the term one condition. He said the condition is that the children are going to be the guarantors. And he continues on to say, seemingly, in order to fight with the enemy, enemy, and especially to win against the enemy, you need to have strong people. Like it says, Hashem Ish Melchama, Hashem is a man of war, and Ish means a, 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 stre- a, 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 a strength. Like Rashi explains, Ish Harabayas, and as we know that the enemy is a, re- a real enemy. 
and the one that wants to take hurt us, hate, hate, hates us. So what's this idea of children? You need to have strong people. You need muscles. You bring me kids to learn Torah. That's gonna that's gonna win the war. And here's exactly because when you have your sada to ois, and it was the foundation is power. And what is real power? Not muscles. Real power is learning Torah. And when your children learn Torah, which we know a child learning Torah is someone that doesn't have any sin. And through that, they established the real power of Torah to fight over the enemy and will be successful. And that's why Torah is called strength, because we're talking about being strength, power over the enemy. And the real power is learning Torah. Now, this specific discourse that the Rebbe is referring to, is part of the oral part of the Torah. And we know the Torah is everlasting. So Rebbe asks a simple question. If you can say in the time when he, the previous Rebbe said the discourse, you had people that are enemies, and you had to fight fight the war, you had to go on Messiah's Nefesh. But what, what, what does that have to do with our time? We don't have the, we don't have the, 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 the challenges that the Friedrich Rebbe is facing. And Rebbe explains, no. What is our test in this generation, not the previous Rebbe, not in the times of Purim, what is our test? Our test, the enemy of today, the Rebbe says the enemy of today is to be embarrassed what someone's going to say. In Hebrew it's called Mayoimu Habriyas, or The test today we have is, what really is our biggest enemy is what's the other one going to say? What's this one going to say? What's that one going to say? What's society going to say? What's a different country going to say? And especially those that are making fun of the fact that, that Jewish young children are learning Torah, that little kids are learning Torah. And that's what we need to do to overcome the enemy. And when it comes to, it comes to people that are making fun and people that are trying to hurt the, uh, our, our, our morale of learning Torah, there's two different types. You have a revealed enemy. I know someone that literally comes and makes fun and says, Hey, really go, go. We need, you need to go to the gym, not learn Torah. That's one enemy comes out openly and says it. Then you have the concealed enemy. I know there's someone that hides himself and he, and he, and he tries to use Torah, Torah arguments. And like, there it gives an example, you know what famous teaching is, it says, that has the eights of hard work, he doesn't come tell you right away to sin, so today he tells you, eh, do the small thing. Okay, it's not going to be a bit the end of the world, but eventually, what's his end goal? To get you to serve idolatry. And as first he comes with Torah, argument, Torah arguments, and he tells you to do something. In other words, he says, yeah, I agree you can, you can do those mitzvahs, but he says, he brings in like, eights of horror excuses why you should do it. Because the HR also wants it. But what happens is if you're not doing it for Hashem and you're doing it for ulterior motives, eventually you're going to go ahead and you're going to uh, worship idols. So notice the enemy today is two types. One is someone that openly comes out and wants to destroy your connection with God of learning Torah. Whether he, and one does it openly and one does it hot, uh, in, a, in a concealed way. And that's why the, the verse says, by Hashem God spoke to Moshe Reino. To speak to the to the Jewish people, they, they should take the truma. In other words, where do we have the power to overcome the enemy? This one says this, and that one says that, and that one's trying to make fun of you. And the way we have the power, the power comes from the leader of the generation. And we know that there's a Moshe Rabbeinu in every single generation. 
And in our generation, it's the, it's the, it's the previous rebel who's the leader of our generation, that he gives us the power to overcome the enemy. And especially on something which is irrelevant right now, because we're, we're, the Rebbe said the Chassidic discourse was the Purim Katan, the small Purim, the double Adar. So you have the, the one Adar is called the Purim Katan, that when a person goes ahead and does what he's supposed to, that's how we will overcome the enemy. And, this, and, 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 and the way we overcome it, there's, there's, there's two ways of getting rid of the enemy. One is, like it says in Chazal, you have to get rid of that wild animal, which means you have to get rid of it, you have to obliterate it. What's that called spiritually? It's called a scapia, practice restraint. You don't engage with it. Uh, so therefore it doesn't, doesn't hurt you. And the second level is a transform it. That you actually take something negative and turn it into something positive, and through that you have the Yisraeli Oymetech where you basically transform darkness into light. And that's why the Hasidic discourse continues on to say, You should take the truma to me. What does that mean to me? We should do things for the sake of Hashem, not for our own agenda. So Li is referring to we're doing it for Hashem. And truma, separation, is two insights. One is we're elevating it, so to speak, from below on high. And the other way is we're bringing it down from high down below. And that's basically the two ideas that we learned before of Shema, which Shema basically you elevate the world, and Mitzvah is drawing down the energy into this world. But And both Shema and the Mitzvah elevating and bringing it down, they all come from Torah. The first term of Vikuli Truma, that has to be for Hashem, and ultimately it all comes from, 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 the, from the Torah. Now, even though that when you separate, it's referring to milmaila lamato. In other words, you're bringing it down to this world. But the but the fact is, Rebbe says that only that when it comes that that specifically when it comes down into the world, that's how you get the ultimate elevation when you transform the world. And that's why the Torah affects even on the level of one out of sixty. Why? Because the ultimate goal is that the negativity should be transformed into good. And like the author explains in Tanya. Based on the verse that the gam the rasha the yoyim ra, which means that even that e- that e- ultimately even the wicked person is going to do tshuva, and he's going to take his the, his wickedness that he did, and he's going to turn it into day. He's going to turn it into light, just like we do. And I'll say in in, in the words of the zayir, kadiskafki sitra that when you go ahead and pra- practice trans- uh, restraint, the level of istalkas roshem comes in all the worlds. And this is basically the three trumos that's mentioned in this week's Torah portion. The first truma is referring to Torah, and that's the source of everything. And through, through learning Torah, that's how we cleave to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the highest level, in the most complete way. Like it says, Li, you take Mashem himself. So that's the first, that's the beginning. And from there you come to the other separations. And like literally, you learn the, the laws in the Torah. You learn the laws of, 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 of uh, how to learn Torah, when to learn Torah. You learn the laws of prayer. You learn the laws of Shema. And then you learn all the other laws of all the other mitzvahs. And that's why also it's important to learn Torah before you actually pray. Even though it's explained in many places that <clears throat> of the quality of prayer before Torah. Like it says that your, 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 your prayer should be close to when you're getting up. But the fact is you still have to learn Torah before you pray. And like literally, because you have to learn when to pray, how to pray, and to who to pray. So, and the same thing also applies to mitzvahs. Torah comes first. And the same thing applies also in the svirot. 
because it's, again, we mentioned there's three different, it says three times truma, which is referring to chachma, bina, and za, which is a small face, which is a six midos. One out of sixty is referring to the six midos, because the, the six midos, everyone is, is connected to, to, intertwined with all ten, so you have sixty. One out of fifty is connected to bina, which is the fifty gates of, of understanding, and one and one one out of forty is referring to the idea of chachma. So you see, the three different trumas are connected to chachma bina and the, and the six midos. What does that mean practically? It's connected to the three pillars that the world stands on, which is learning Torah, prayer, and charity, good deeds. Now, if you ever finish up, and it says, we know it says, tziyayim b'mishpati pada. That Zion will be redeemed by, by justice, the Shaveha, and his captives through Saka. So what does Mishtap mean? Mishtap means justice, but also means referring to t- learning Torah. And Saka is referring to all the mitzvahs. That means when we go ahead and we do the three pillars of learning Torah, praying, and doing all the mitzvahs, we will come very, very quickly to the ultimate true redemption of this exile. And then will be fulfilled the, the, what the verse that says, Hashem said you should make to be a base of Migdash. And we're referring to the third base of Migdash. And then we're all going to bring all the trumot to the house of Hashem. And it's going to happen with the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption through Mashiach Tidkenu Bimheira Biyameinu Mamash very, very soon, very quickly in our days. Here we have another beautiful Hasidic discourse of the Rebbe about the different levels of Truma and about the real power of Torah. That through the Torah we'll have the power to, to get through the challenges of this exile. And this exile, the Rebbe says powerfully, what's the challenges? Unfortunately, we're worried about this one's going to say, that one's going to say. By learning Torah, teaching our children Torah, that will give us the power to have all the blessings of Torah, prayer, and good deeds. Like the Rebbe finishes off and says that we're going to have the coming of Mashiach, and God willing, our next class will be Yerushalayim, Yerach Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.